0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the show everybody. Uh it just seems like um if if you were just if if you're you opened every window on your house some weeks and there was just a giant flat screen put out there with the news on it. You would think that at every moment of every second that there was a giant asteroid headed towards earth and that we are, you know, spiraling downward into Ever and ever uh, clearer madness, and the world's on fire. And uh, every 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 time you open the drapes, it'd be like ah, and you just slam the drapes again. <laughs> and um, and I see this all over the socials and the medias uh, when I'm when I especially when something um, awful happens. Now the Oxford shooting the in, in Michigan, um, uh, which I don't know how we're going to refer to it, the Crumbly shooting, the the, I mean, it's just the the habitual nature of the news to focus on um, who did it and not the victims as if there was a reason behind it. There's a mixture of this is I mean, I guess this is the conundrum. And Johnny million, I, I I'm I'm sure you have some sort of like uh, uh, you're flipping through the channels in your normal aspect of life. And then, oh, no. Mm. Um, and, you know, while America does have its outsized number of shootings and, uh, you know, extrajudicial citizen-on-citizen killings when it comes to this, and the numbers have certainly gone up as far as mass shootings since we dropped the number from five to three. Now, uh, for three yeah, three people or more shot in something is now a mass shooting, uh, regardless of the circumstance. So it's kind of skewed the numbers, because when most people think of a mass shooting, what we're often referring to is not like inter-gang violence, like we see in Chicago, um, or personal grudges between people, or even to some degree, the horrifying domestic violence shootings we see in a workplace, where someone comes in and uh, kills their husband or wife, uh, you know, in a in a domestic violence uh, conflict that spreads out into the greater world. Doesn't happen in the home, right? Most of us are thinking of. Things like Sandy Hook and the Oxford Michigan shooting and um and workplace semi random what we used to call back in the day, quite frankly, going postal. If you'll mm-hmm. recall, when we were growing up, that was the standard. It was and yeah, it, was it was so it was so ubiquitous as a circumstance that it got that nickname. It was frequent enough that it got I its own. About that like hashtag going postal before yeah. hashtags actually existed. That was our shorthand growing up for a mass shooting because that's where they happened most often. Yeah, somebody then, snapped. That's right. And it was a, a very frequently a postal worker. It was very, you know, at least in our experience of it because, the, you know, the human brain seeks patterns. And in seeking those patterns, we will find them whether they exist or not. And if something does uh, it create a category, which I would say the going postal expression came from a category, not a pattern. Pattern would be like a serial killer where someone went to each of these places individually instead of these individuals that seem to work in these places have these issues. They're not coordinated. They weren't all on a bulletin board. They weren't all on social media, according, according this. Or indeed, which brings us to today's conversation, in some of these ways, texting about it or or there was forewarning of it, because a lot of these things back pre-social media, there was no uh, warning ahead of time. I mean, maybe occasionally you would have somebody call in a bomb threat kind of a thing Um, when, you know, any kid who's been in high school. I mean, John and I were in we were at New Trier when Lori Dan happened. Yeah, I think about that from time to time. Yeah, and they locked down the school, and the the story on campus was that she was walking our way. Remember that? Mm. She was coming down Green Bay Road or something. I mean, the story shifted all the time because nobody really knew, and there certainly wasn't this, like, phone tree of texting that goes on in these circumstances. We were way in the dark back then, and maybe blissfully so. You know what I mean? Maybe the lack of information, you know— softened the blow a little bit for us although uh, you and I regularly I mean that's still there I mean I still remember that moment as a as a teenager going wait there's a who coming where now you know this way where are we where are we where do we go what do we do no one can stop her where is this person she did what you know and um and that was you know Not the only circumstance that happened on, you know, in the school system around us when we were coming up by any stretch. But there was no kind of like methodology in place to deal with it. And there is now, you know, in the in the Oxford, Michigan shooting. um, As soon as it happened, the students uh, went into effectively lockdown the, the shooter was literally going door to door, trying to get the you know a couple of the doors open, but everybody had moved back, locked the door, remained quiet, sat in the back of the space. The, like, there was some barricading going on, but there was a strategy in place th- be, to deal with the common aspect of these things. And, and there's a habitual reflex in the American psyche, you know, over the last few years especially, to somehow jump to your solution of choice, and go. This should be solved this way. And some of them, some of them work. Some of them do not. And one of the things that stands out about this one, especially the fact that uh, the parents of this kid have been arrested, they have been arraigned in court uh, in Detroit. Um, the mother was crying. Oh, whoa. About, she was sad. Being, yeah, about being caught. Right. Um, and these folks, she had, you know, it's it's fairly well um, publicized at this point that she had wrote and, written wrote. She'd written a, a, and uh, she wrote a open letter to Trump, essentially, on Facebook, thanking him for protecting the Second Amendment and that the father, the gun used in this was a Black Friday purchase that the father had made. Because nothing says you know Christmas and and Merry and it, it, Christmas. So, Here's Beretta. Yeah, yeah Sig no, sours six are the reason for the season apparently in this house. Um, and the the nature of the fact that these guys think of, he called it his be- his new beauty. He put a, posted mm-hmm. a picture of the gun on his Instagram, and he this was sort of very and, happy. Yes, this this. The rise of the homosexuals over the last couple of years and the people who who, who are... Well, let, let me put it this way. Guns, they're, they're, I think I saw it like one of, one of the guys, there's always this back and forth on it. As soon as... Back, remember, there was also this habit. The NRA's kind of in hiding a little bit in that they normally after a school shooting, you know, up till about two years ago before we found out that they were, you know, diverting funds to pay for fur coats for, um, you know, the, the leadership or what have you and yachts and whatnot. Every time there was a school shooting, they would just have a gun show. They would just schedule a gun show within 15 miles of where it happened as kind of a reminder about the, you know, the positivity and the fact that they knew that there would be people who were afraid they were going to be on the receiving end of a copycat or another shooter or just become aware that they were unarmed in an armed situation, that maybe they're going to want to, you know, there's, there's an audience for this. There's a, You could sell guns right now because people are freaked out and traumatized. And some of them are going to think the, the, the missing link in this circumstance was that they were unarmed and if this had happened near them, they might have gotten shot and not been able to respond. So they have these gun shows. And there was, I think it was Stephen or somebody like that, was doing one of these, like, almost like the quicker responses was, I'm pro-gun, change my mind, that nonsense. And my response, sort of emotionally, intellectually, immediately, besides gross, was <laughs> that no one need be, should be, or certainly anybody who views themselves as a, a Christian or with any deep spiritual beliefs in that regard, should uh, which he does, should view themselves as pro-gun. Guns are, in some cases, a necessary evil. That's the best thing you can say about a gun. They're not toys. They're not, like, sexy and fun, which is how these folks thought of them. They are, at best, a necessary evil. The, the greatest function... A gun can serve for a non-criminal is the worst day of your life. Mm -hmm. And a scar that you will carry with you, even if you use it in the right, for the rest of your life. They are awful machines. They are, in deference to our friends in Texas, portable abortion clinics, where you can prematurely end a life based on your own judgment In any circumstance, if, you know, for all this speak about the Texas abortion laws that we've heard a a, if you if you are decrying a woman uh, having an abortion because she cannot afford to have another child and yet you feel completely justified in shooting someone who might rob you because you can't afford to part with your wallet and go be bothered to go to the DMV and get a new ID. What's the difference? You are aborting a life for your own financial well-being. Is that not exactly what you decry the behavior of? Why should you have the right to do that if she, you know, you allege that that's what she's doing, or to save your own life for that matter? In the Texas law, doesn't matter if you're trying to save your own life if you have a therapeutic abortion and you're going to die, and and the and even the child that you are having. Uh, in this circumstance, will not survive outside the womb, you're supposed to go down with the ship, according to these folks. Well, why doesn't that apply to you and a gun? If you think your life is in danger, why should you have the right to abort another life? And this one's they are not even debatable about whether or not it's got a heartbeat. You know they are. They're yelling at you. They're standing there themselves threatening you with a knife or a stick or another gun or what have you. And they're going to take your life. Why should you have the right in this theory, in this abortion law theory that they're floating around the Supreme Court right now? Why should you be able to whip out your little Lauren Boebert special and abort a life to save your own? Right. It's a super, 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 super late term abortion. And that's (coughs) there obviously is this mix of thought. It's it is the logic. Gordian knot that these people find themselves in. And and it is just that kind of twisted thought and lack of recognition of their own hypocrisy that creates the crumbly parents of the world. We've got to take a break. When we come back, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about what I think could actually be a solution in this situation. One, A law you could pass that more than likely could get Uh, majority in many states, even amongst the Second Amendment, you know, amosexuals. We'll be back right after this. It's the Health Sports Radio program, Mega Worldwide, on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We're here every Saturday uh, in your mornings, if, if you're well, unless you're spread out all over the world, in which case, whatever time you watch this, welcome. Hi. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back right after this. Back, 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 tell a you want to get sued? Um, so yeah, Hell Sparks is back, y'all. I love him! I'm Art. I'm Bobby. The host of Where Are They Now? Now let's get back to the Hell Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Hey, listen. Um, welcome back, everybody. So, um, this, you know, the, the crumbly parents... Are apparently taking a cue from uh, the 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 fugitive dude who killed his girlfriend, the YouTubers that um, yeah yeah it yeah. happened the TikTok and, couple. Oh, folks, the the importance of seeing a trial and being aware of the contents and the uh, and knowing what's going on is a crucial part of our judicial system on a baseline, but on a sort of C span level, not on. A uh, must-see TV level, and what's happened with things like the Rittenhouse trial and the Ahmad Arbery trial, and uh, to some degree, what's happening with you know Smollett and the and these folks and the and the dude who was on the run who ended up doing himself in in Florida, who had killed his girlfriend, the the YouTubers, they, there there is a almost attack now that people are taking that—that that is right out of the sort of the Trump playbook, which is more attention is better. Um, push back, you know, default to this sort of sort of Steve Bannon, just lie louder, just lie yeah. all the time. Never stop. There's it's the Roger stoning of the defense in, in more of the most, most horrifying cases in modern American legal systems. And, and it's no different when, you know, um, these folks, in particular, who were just arraigned and are now, you know, weeping during their arraignment, have been charged with charged with involuntary manslaughter for basically knowing that their son was having a breakdown, was having homicidal thoughts, had access, had the gun. The mother uh, found they found the gun missing, and just missing. It's not locked up. didn't have a didn't have a trigger lock on it the ammo wasn't stored separately just in the dresser drawer i guess or something and they she she texted him um they the weird thing is is that news alerts had gone out about the shooting and that's when the father went home to look for his gun like they just knew and she the mother had texted ethan don't do it um and it was already oh my happening. god for real yeah um, and then he called 911. The father called 911 and said his son might be the shooter. Cool. Could be. Well, was. Already had. Um, uh, the, you know, the the story of this woman writing a note to Trump essentially thanking him for protecting the Second Amendment, which, by the way, Trump uh, isn't a shooter, can't shoot, has always had a body man or a bodyguard around him, doesn't care. I mean, like the guy who, you know, his personal bodyguard, who's, you know, a creep who may be in his own legal trouble post-Trump presidency is the guy who carries the gun. In the same way that Trump looks sort of like a violence chauffeur. You know, he just has these danglers that deal with the parts of life that, you know, he doesn't want to have to be bothered with. So he doesn't drive anything but a golf cart. And and for being all pro-Second Amendment, can't shoot, won't shoot, never seen him anywhere near it. It's the weirdest thing. For all the politicians on the right that do all this posturing, the Lauren Boberts and the MTGs of the world that basically use guns as Christmas decorations, um, which is, uh, like, that in and of itself is a conversation that needs to be had. One of the things that comes out of this is absolutely that these folks and the folks around them And the supporters of these, uh, you know, of, of this side of the aisle's argument do not view guns as serious in any in any form. They do not look at them as as serious weapons or a serious endeavor. They are toys. They are viewed as toys. They are sometimes used as a flag. Like you just show this like you show a flag like there's Mm -hmm. an AR-15 is sort of indistinguishable in those folks that, you know, with a rebel flag, a Trump flag or or a Blue Lives Matter flag, which apparently they will use to beat up the cop if that cop is trying to just carry out the regular law. That said, um, these folks also fall into and the neighborhood Around this school sort of falls into this prepper doomsday attitude, and that this end of the world nonsense that the that is a constant foray in the news absolutely has a trickle down effect uh, when you do not report reality on the scale of reality yeah. and you do it with such wanton disregard for reality all the time, what you put in position is that the weaker among us as adults. And certainly children are going to think the end of the world is coming all the time. And we dealt with kids like that when we were in school. And it's just kind of extrapolated sort of post, um, you know, 24 hour news cycle into something, a greater version of everything. It's a percentage rise mixed with a population rise mixed with the availability of the message is a terrible soup to create people who think the end is nigh all the time. And there has to be some kind of pushback on this. Now, the one thing I do think we could change in this circumstance is that while the Second Amendment absolutists refuse to pay attention to the well-regulated militia part. And we'll talk about Ron DeSantis's personal uh, guard in a moment after, after the next break. That's a, that's, there's a lot of no pun intended blowback in this particular circumstance. Um, uh, And by the way, uh, online, if I'm cutting in and out, I will check that during the next break. It seems to be fine on my end. It might be a YouTube issue. Hard to say. Um, But one of the areas you could is that uh, people under the age of 18, there's a lot of citizens rights you don't have. You don't. You don't get to vote until you're 18. You don't get to drink until you're 21. There's a lot of rules we have for immature people. And there's a lot of responsibility we put on parents of immature people, of minors. Contributing to the delinquency of a minor, something a stranger or a, or a, or a family member can do when they put a, situa- a kid in a situation where they will harm their own life or the lives of others. It is time to start using the concept of contributing to the delinquency of a minor when kids go, you know, and, and a ratcheting up a law associated with that to include parents who knowingly and willfully buy their kid a gun when they know that kid is not mature enough to handle it. That has to be a part of our conversation for minors. And especially when it comes to handguns or multi-round rifles. And that those guns, if you want your kid to have access to one, that's not your kid's gun, that's your gun. And if Mm -hmm. your gun gets out of your control and is used for something, that's where you get. That's manslaughter, baby. That's right. Hence the involuntary manslaughter. Get used to the idea that that is coming. We'll be back right after this. Attention. Attention. Stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Oh my God! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now, let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Now, with uh, merch, if you go to our YouTube channel, infotainmentwars.com, or if you go to uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Hal Sparks and subscribe, please subscribe, please. Um, you can, there's Mitch, there's merch available in both places. Uh, so if you feel hey, like Mitch. a, you know, holiday gift thing, see, look at me. I'm being all professional about it and stuff. What I mean, it's for myself. Yourself. I, do it. I know it's right. Okay, You're like so a hustler. There, the, um, the, the fact that the parents are being charged in this circumstance is a great leap forward and you start factoring this in where parents, I mean, have to consider the dangerous implications of giving an immature person access to a gun because everybody else does. That's why we're all, you can't join the military until you're 18 without, I guess, parent, parental permission at 17. And even then, you can't carry a gun on base unless you're using it for a specific purpose. They know better, they know that folks come in not mature enough to know how to handle these things. Like, and there's all kinds of rules about guns and whatnot basic. (laughs) They're locked up. There's a, I mean, the military knows how serious these are. Where have you got these parents who are like buying them? Like they're, you know, like, like they're a wreath or something that they're going to hang. And these folks, you know, he, the, the kid has pleaded not guilty um, to all the charges, probably on, either on insanity or or you know mental incompetence or something. I haven't been able to find out like the the pure reason why they're doing it just that what their defense is ultimately going to be. And it's completely believable considering th- that he's not healthy and that he does have mental issues, especially considering a who raised him and b how the school and counselors were reacting to this kid. There's another issue entirely about this pushback Against kids who, you know, initially we had this zero tolerance gun policy, this zero tolerance threat policy post 9 11, remember that? And now it, it was seen as too draconian, and so they have a let's, it's better to just get them back in class policy. And so this kid was just, you know, his, they met with his parents that morning. And now it turns out that they, not only the parents m- might get charged, but the Somebody else helped them hide, and that person might get charged. The, uh, Somebody they were helped hiding... hide the parents? Yes, they were hiding in a warehouse, uh, and they parked the car that everybody was looking for in a parking space for the warehouse. I'm just saying, future fugitives of America, uh. it's not going to hurt you to walk a block. Sorry. Um... And uh, they they parked it right in front of the place and people spotted it and then they were captured. But somebody let them into the building. So whoever that is was aiding and abetting a fugitive knew full well they were doing it because it was all over the news. There was a bolo out for them. It was on the news in the area. There's no way people didn't know. Um, now. In many ways, this this, like I said, this falls into in some ways closer to the the Sandy Hook shooting as far as the events leading up to it, that this sort of prepper mentality and this doom and gloom ideology that, you know, you just feel you know, the the great war is coming. So we're all getting ready for it. And then it never comes. And yeah. then these idiots start using the guns that they are buying for this for the great day of the rope or whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> clan adjacent BS that they're. Attaching themselves to about how the, you know, then the rebellion will occur. That in the process of that, it doesn't happen. And then it starts becoming a hobby. And then you then all guard is dropped. To do. Right. I mean, when you when every, um, you know, mega church station you can watch is selling prepper food. Jim Baker sells. I mean, his primary way of making money other than people sending in prayer requests is giant tubs of pancake batter and beans and stuff that you hide in your bunker that speaks to a specific illness that none of us need to contribute to you know and I've been I've been on this kick lately on my live stream about letting everybody know the world is not going to end anytime soon I'm sorry bless you and I and Johnny sneezed, Thank but you. he was he covered himself. i muted. Even follows he even follows COVID protocols when he's alone in his office, live streaming with me from another city. Truth. Um, but one of the the side effects, the contraindications to this constant doom and gloom, is that folks like this will prioritize and 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 turn the end of the world into a pastime and you know they may know better when they hold up a gun and say this is my new beauty to other people in their chat groups and their qAnon crowds you know that gather in the in the craigslist corners of the internet they might kind of know they're doing it with a wink and a nod you know what i mean they've planned on going to work tomorrow the day their kid Shot up, please. The dad was, I think, at work when it happened. They, it, as you know, the end of the world. Everybody, all these folks who are decrying the end of the world and civilization. You're going to need a gun for, you know, the Walking Dead moment that you're going to wake up one day and the streets are going to be, you know, overrun. And this, the, but they're they're just walk. I mean, they just walk through it. you can't really believe those. It's kind of like the QAnon, you know, uh, pedophile cabal idea. At a certain point, if you believe that some of these folks, if they really believe it, are going to have to take up arms in their own head because you can 't just let something that awful slide, even though eighty to ninety percent of the people who play footsie with this stuff, yeah, you kind of you can tell they oh it 's terrible, but they 're not going to not go to Starbucks that afternoon they 're not going to not shop for Christmas gifts. you know what i mean mm-hmm. while the, while a lizard cabal of of adrenochrome drinking pedophiles are running the whole earth. Yeah, but I I need new socks. Like, you know what I mean? There's this disconnect. And in the case of folks like this, what you have is the the, the trickle down on this is this wasn't he wasn't the only kid decrying doom and gloom. And there was just like this culture at the school um there's there's like this weird story about one of the kids there throwing a deer head on the lawn and there were death threats going around and it like it was this happens because the parents in an area like this are spending all their time, you know, chit-chatting about the end of the world and 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 shrugging it off at the same time. It's its own form of mental illness and it affects kids Children, this ki- this kid is a minor. This mm-hmm. kid was m- losing it mentally, and the parents were just kind of like, "Now, now, now, His now." We are literally get you a weapon that can separate you from intense violence. That's right, and then does if he have to go like wrestle sh- all those people down to the ground and stab them? <laughs> that would be a different. It would play out very differently. Yes, it would. Yeah, as much as you, you know, we talk about like. Um, You know, knives were, you know, knives are deadly, but nobody's nobody a block and a half away from a knife fight has ever been shot through their cereal bowl with the blade. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you know, there 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 are very few in these circumstances and they do happen. We just had uh, a, you know, in the United States, like a a random stabbing. I think it was in New York City. This crazy guy killed a a Columbia student in New York, stabbed an, an Italian tourist and was caught. Later on, that would have been so much worse, worse if that guy had access to a rifle with 30 round magazines duct taped mm-hmm. together and nobody, because of the homosexual movement, could have walked up to him going, hey, buddy, where, why, uh, what is, what's the deal? Where are you going? You don't have the right to ask me that. I can walk anywhere I want with mm-hmm. this thing. I can walk right up to the door of this school carrying this thing and you can't even ask me where I'm going or if I have a right to be here until the first bullet flies and that is ultimately what the 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 right wing message machine around guns has been asking for this whole time they you know this the the self defense nature of it or the right to carry openly or all that kind of stuff what it ultimately is asking for is that anybody with ill intent can go unmolested right up to the the chest of the person they want to harm and you can't do anything about it until they open fire. And the idea that you would want to live in a society where, you know, basically the worst among us can station themselves for a slaughter before they anybody can even go, hey buddy, <laughs> what's uh any reason you need to be walking around with a gun? We're all trying to... This kids across the street eating cornflakes. We're all playing soccer. What's your problem? I got a right to do this. Yeah, you have a right to have intercourse as well. You can't do it in the park, though. Can you please go away? You know, that's the issue. That's ultimately what are you fighting for? And again, like I said, I am not anti-gun in that regard. I just view guns as what they are a necessary evil that's far less necessary than the than the crumblies of the world would like you to believe. Um, all right. Now, when we come back, on a, on a slightly lighter note, some relatively local Chicago news that became international and has some hilarious aspects to it, so we kind of need an emotional break, I think, a little bit. Okay. From the th- Things of the world that are occurring that we can have no material impact on, except for my idea about expanding the law of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. If they, it, I, I, would, I would consider opening fire on his fellow students uh, the act of a delinquent, a yeah. juvenile delinquent. And therefore, if you aid and abetted any of that knowing full well that this person was not mature enough to handle this idea, if you knew there was a kid in your home who was having mental issues, who was flipping out about things, was having anger issues, and you don't lock up your gun knowing who else lives there, we're not talking about a kid who nobody saw it coming. Everybody did. And so if you saw it coming and you didn't do anything... Welcome to involuntary manslaughter. Welcome to contributing to the delinquency of a minor uh, um, and aiding and abetting in in a murderous felony, which should be another aspect of this. You buy the gun used by an immature person, a child, to kill another human being in any other circumstance in self-defense, you're going to ride out the sentence with them in a grown-up jail. We'll be back right after this.